0: Welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to discover how traditional business owners are leveraging the power of being a published author to grow their business. Get ready to discover practical and proven ways to enhance your reputation, build trust, and establish authority by authoring your own short, helpful book. On every episode, you'll hear from guest Main Street authors who have successfully authored, published, and leveraged their own book and want you to do the same. Now, here's your host of the Main Street Author Podcast, Mike Capuzzi.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to inspire business owners to author, publish, and leverage their own short, helpful books, or shooks, as I call them. Now, today, I'm pleased to be able to have a conversation with conscious leadership strategist and award-winning author Jeffrey Deckman. Jeffrey is the creator of the M3 process for conscious leadership transformation and a variety of instructional programs that expedite leadership development. His recently published book, Developing the Conscious Leadership Mindset for the 21st Century, has won two international and four national awards for its innovative approach to transforming 21st century leadership, mindsets, models, and methods. Jeffrey, welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast. Thank you, Mike.
2: It's, uh, it's really a pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah, indeed. And I don't think we've had a, an author with quite that much distinction as far as the awards, and we'll, we'll definitely talk about your uh, recently published book. But before we do, Jeffrey, can you just describe for our listeners a bit about you know, who you are, what you've done in the past, and what you're doing today, how you serve your clients? Sure.
2: I currently am a a consultant that focuses upon helping leaders and organizations transform into being more 21st century ready. Uh, You know, the last century is all about industrial age methods and models, and we're in a completely different world that's demanding entirely different leadership paradigms and organizational design. So I help companies and leaders go from where they are to make this transition. Uh, My background is that, uh, you know, I was one of those people that got out of high school and never wanted to go to school again. So I became a lineman and a tower worker and I got into the cable television industry and eventually became a a field engineer and built a couple of large systems, started my first business when I was 26. Uh, That was a cable television engineering construction company made it for seven years, offices in four States revenues at about $5 million a year. And, uh, we went bankrupt. So, uh, I built a business and crashed one. And on the other side of that, I started another business, uh, in cable television, but we morphed into telecommunications. And I sold that a week before it's 21st birthday, taking a lot of the lessons that I learned from the failed business and, and helping this one to be successful. And, uh, Along that line, probably the last two or three years that I was in that business, I uh, I was getting a bit bored with it. So I started getting involved in political leadership and organizations. I ran a large nonprofit and uh, just really became fascinated with uh, leadership and organizational development. And I love building companies. So I decided that I was going to leave my company and go into this uh, business consulting so I could help other small to medium sized business owners build their businesses with uh, hopefully a little less stress and uh, build them a little bit quicker. So that's what I've been doing. I've been, uh, I roll up my sleeves. I get in I work with people right on the front lines. I don't do much with corporate. I'm mainly small to medium-sized business because I, I understand that mentality and, and I, I love that tribe, so to speak. And uh, I was a partner in a think tank for a couple of years looking at new leadership development methods, and that led me to the, the path that I'm on now
1: very interesting and i love uh, i'd love to even hear more but we want to focus on what you're doing today but the, the, your your previous life in the cable tv industry and building those two businesses sounds quite interesting as a as a technical geek myself you know with what you're doing jeffrey before we jump in i i'm, I'm intrigued because leadership is a topic, you know, I focus on marketing and helping, you know, probably the, a lot of the same people you work with, you know, with marketing. And it's interesting, you know, I I don't necessarily hear a lot of talk about leadership. Do you find that is sort of the challenge with small business owners and medium-sized business owners is they're not really thinking about what it means to be a, a you know a true leader in their company, whatever it might be, do you see that kind of across the board, or am I just sort of narrow focused? No, uh, I
2: I do see it. You know, people who run small to medium sized businesses, they a lot of times they don't see themselves as leaders; they see themselves as managers. Uh, there's this impression of a leader that has been created and and uh, promoted, where you have to be an Alpha female or an alpha male, and you have to have uh, thousands of people underneath you, and you know, all this type of stuff. And that's really that's that's like maybe what five percent of leadership is. In fact, a lot of people that have those positions, I wouldn't consider them conscious leaders at all. Uh, and uh, so, leadership to me is something that is personal to all of us, and but almost none of us realize that we we are leaders. Uh, So we kind of outsource that to people that are making more money, running bigger companies, doing more exciting things. And my whole goal is to help everybody understand that you are a leader somewhere in your life and that that anybody can develop their leadership skills.
1: Very interesting. I'm sure that's what the focus of your your book is about. So we'll jump into that in a second. But before we talk about what it means to be a conscious leader and, and your book, It's interesting because as we were talking before we hit the record button, you said, you know, you've published this book. This is your first book. It took you 12 years to write it, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which is, again, as I mentioned to you, is a common, you know, thread that I hear from a lot of folks. Jeffrey, why did you decide to write this book? What was it about the allure of, you know, having a book and being a published book author that finally, you know, got you to, to do this?
2: I never saw myself as an author in any way. I didn't set out to write a book. What happened was, as I started examining leadership and what I call conscious leadership, we'll talk a little bit later about that, which basically it's coming less from your ego and more from what I call your inner elder. Uh, But what happened was I started doing the work around that and researching it. And I started writing about certain uh, uh aspects of leadership that were coming to me just so i could understand them better and then at some point all of a sudden i i said you know what i i think there's a book in here which was such an intimidating thought i mean i i i barely get out of high school (laughs) you know so it doesn't mean i'm stupid i'm i'm smart but i academics wasn't for me so it was such a foreign concept for me who am i to ever write a book so i uh I tried to write for for years and I was trying to write a certain type of a leadership book and it just wasn't coming, but uh, it wouldn't leave me alone. Uh, I got to a point probably about three or four years into it where I'd written a lot and I didn't like any of it. And I said, you know, I guess I'm just not a writer. So I'll, I'll, I'll quit. I'll just make that dream go away if it was even a dream at that point. And uh, but after a year, the, the urge came back again. So I said, "All right, I'll I'll pick it up again." And then uh, I was writing a bit, and I got dis- derailed. I got stage four cancer in 2016, so that kind of took me out for about a year. Uh, and uh, then on the other side of that, I just realized that this thing is not going to go away, and I have to I have to follow it. So it was almost like the book was telling me it wanted to be written. And interesting enough, I woke up on and sometime in October of 2018 yeah 2018 I woke up in the morning and I had this thought and the thought was I am I'm sick of not having this book written and I'm sick of it haunting me so I'm going to write a dang book by January 1st And I thought, what the heck is, where is that coming from? I mean, I've been writing for years and I haven't had anything I could really use. But the next thought came to me was, well, it better be clear and simple because that's not much time. And that thought right there was really the catalyst that allowed me to go to work on on, uh, the book that I, I ended up writing. So the next several months from October, this is sort of a strange story, from October until the Friday before the Christmas vacation that was happening, a week before Christmas and New Year's. uh, What I was doing during that time was I was just getting these snippets of what the book was going to be about and uh, excerpts from it. And what I ended up doing was I've written a leadership book that has 52 chapters, but each chapter is one page. And each page makes a very specific point. So uh, through the months, I was just getting these these excerpts, these snippets. And then uh, that Friday evening, I printed them all out. I had 17 pages of them. I think there was, oh, I don't know, probably 180 of these little snippets. And I spent the next week uh, just immersed in my apartment, right? I wasn't in any relationships. I didn't have any client meetings. It was really interesting. And I just dove into this thing and the book actually almost wrote itself so that on uh january 2nd i sent it out i'm self-published but i I worked with a gentleman to to help me get it published through amazon and all that stuff uh book design book cover design and i sent it to him and uh i realized right after i sent it to him i thought oh my goodness no one has read a, a single word Of what I've written? What if this is the most self-absorbed piece of trash I ever could have put out and I'm sending it out to an expert and and I had this little freaked out moment for a while. I thought, oh my God, who do I think I am? What 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 is this? And then I thought, you know, I asked myself, did did I do the absolute best job I could? Yes. Did I write from my heart and not from my ego? And when I felt my ego coming in, did I walk away? Yes. Okay. Do you love the book? Yes. Okay. Then I thought there are no ugly babies. This book is something you've given birth to. And if nobody buys it, as long as you love it, then you did a heck of a job and you've, you've written a book. And it was such a clarifying moment for me. And it was, it was a healing moment in an odd way. And then uh, two days later, the guy called me back and said, "Oh my gosh, Jeff, this book is." He said, "This book is beautiful. It's going to change people's lives," and uh, I I couldn't believe it. So then I had I had met a woman and and she, uh, who is uh, kind of been publicist, and she looked at it. And she said, "I have to submit this to the International Business Awards," and uh, I'm sorry, the American Business Awards. And I said, "Well, okay, like whatever. I don't, I don't know. Go ahead." And uh, so she submitted it. And for anybody who's not familiar, the American Business Awards is similar to the Academy Awards in the, in the, 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 the book publishing space. It's like, you know, if you win that, that's a big deal. You get a trope, you know, <laughs> big dinner, all that type of stuff. So anyway, about two months later, she called me and she said, Jeff, your book won gold uh, and bronze. And I, I cried. I couldn't believe it. And then she said, I, I want to put it out to the international business awards. And I, I said, well, I'm fine with what it is that happened here. I, and, you know, I don't, <laughs> what, what I was afraid of was, you know, having, having the beautiful moment at the, with the national awards be busted because I didn't win internationally. So that was an opportunity for me to discipline my thoughts and, uh, and then it ended up winning silver and gold for the International Business Awards. And it, it the, the most impressive thing for me about that, or the most important thing about that, is that it's proof that what I was writing about, what I am writing about, is uh, has international appeal. And if if you're a human being, this book will connect and relate with you, and it will help you discover yourself along the way. So... Uh, uh, sometimes I, I look at those four golden statues, those four statues, and I still can't believe I'm the one who wrote that book, uh, or helped that book get written is more like it. Right.
1: Right. Well, first of all, congratulations. That's, that's an amazing story. It's an amazing story with a lot of years and, and energy, uh, that uh, required so very nice very nice tell me a little bit more jeff about this concept of conscious leadership because when i heard about your book that that intrigued me so obviously it's in the book but can you give listeners a, a bit of an overview of what the book or excuse me how the book will help them and this this notion of conscious leadership what that means
2: yeah so while I was going through all those work things I also was going through a a very powerful spiritual unfoldment and uh exploration of consciousness for oh probably 15 years during that process and what this book does is this book blends the two it blends solid business practices with a high level of consciousness. And people say, so, well, what are you talking about? What is the consciousness? And, you know, if you look at most of the uh, leadership models that are in place today that were born in the industrial age and serve that well, they're command and control, they're top down, they're the, decisions, the, uh, the decisions are made at the top and the people below are, are just implement them don't think much, don't ask much, don't give us a hard time, just do as we say. And that's an ego-based hierarchical model. Like I said, it worked great for the industrial age, but we're in a new age now. We've got the the foremost independent-minded generations in the history of humanity, literally, in the workforce. And they're intelligent, they're educated, they're sophisticated, they're used to being empowered, and they insist on being empowered, and they don't want to just do what they're told to do. They want to have some input and uh, it makes business for, or it makes smart business for businesses to tap into that input because that human capital is what makes all the financial capital. Money doesn't make money. People do. So conscious leadership is first about, uh, one of the things I talk about in the book is the first step on the path to leadership is an inward one. And so are all the rest. And what I mean by that is if you can't lead yourself, if you can't understand yourself and you don't know yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, your tendencies, your your faults, etc cetera, if you, if you can't get really clear with that and do an inward journey, then you really aren't in a position to lead anybody else. Uh, because you don't know you, you can't lead you. So you're probably not in a good position to move anybody else forward. You can tell them what to do. They will follow your direction but they will not follow your direction. So this is about learning how to tap into what I call your inner elder, that wise part of you that is is sitting there, does not compete with the ego, but it's smart, it's compassionate, it's patient, and it's about shifting from having an ego-based leadership method to one that is more like a tribal elder, And if you look at indigenous peoples, and I've I've studied them for for years, is that the tribal elder, the tribal leader is not the one who has the biggest teepee or the biggest hut or the most amount of jewels or feathers or whatever. Uh, It is the one who cares the most for the tribe. And all those leaders look to make sure that the tribe can outlive them so they're always promoting from within they're supporting people in their development because their commitment is to the tribe not to themselves
1: very interesting and i, I you know and this concept of blending you know the spiritual part of it and the conscious part of it with business, I think is is quite interesting. I haven't read your book yet, but I, uh, I got it for my Kindle. So it's, it's, it's on the list. Uh, So I definitely, definitely appreciate, you know, what you're, you're saying here. So Jeff, tell me a little bit about, so it's been two years now since you've published it. How are you using the book? Like what, how's the book being used? Is it helping you, you know, get speaking engagements, clients, just tell me a bit about how you're using the book.
2: You know, when I first uh, was talking to people about writing a book, one, one gentleman told me, he said, look, the book is not, don't look for the book to make you a lot of money. It might, and hopefully it does. But the real value in the book is A, that you've, you've written it. And uh, so you learn more about what it is you're talking about. But it's the, most, uh, it's the most powerful business card you could ever have. So the way I look at it is I'm a consultant. There's a whole bunch of consultants out there, uh, leadership space, organizational design space. So how do I separate myself? Well, there are consultants and then there are consultants who have written a book. The consultants who have written a book are next level up. They're higher up in the, in the radar screen of people, the additional credibility. And then there are uh, consultants who have written a book that have won awards. That puts you in a whole different, uh, a whole different category. So what it's done is it's really done a great job in helping me to shorten the credibility gap that people in my business, I sell thinking. So, uh, you know, you can't come and kick the tires of the car I'm trying to sell you. So uh, it really helps to have uh, a book out there. And also if if it wins awards, even, even if it doesn't. The fact that you've got it out there helps to shorten the credibility gap and people will pick up your book or you could send it to them free. I, I do this a lot. I, I send people books out for free. I sign them and I say, hey, look, uh, I see what you're doing. I think you might be interested in this. I hope you have a good day. And that's it. I don't follow up with them. I don't do anything. Sometimes I'll send them two books and tell them if you like it, keep it and give it to somebody else you think it will help. And that's just kind of how I sprinkle the seeds. So, uh I use it to promote. Obviously, when when I'm doing speaking engagements, it's always great for the people that are holding the conference to be able to acknowledge or to to identify that they have this, this, that their speakers are interesting. One of the ways to prove speakers are interesting is, you know, they're consultants are international award winning author, etc. So it helps with that. It helps me with uh, the credibility going into regular businesses to do either my coaching or my consulting work. So it's a phenomenal business card. Uh, And I have gotten tens of thousands of dollars worth of of business because that book has helped shorten that credibility curve. You know, you have to know what you're doing as well. But uh, yeah, it's really been a phenomenal marketing tool.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a story. I mean, I know personally, um, and I agree with it. Uh, it's a story I've heard from others. Uh, you know that you know getting that book done and, and 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 it being a good book, right? It's not about just you know slapping something together, but getting that book done, having the focus, knowing what your your goals are uh, with it, uh, can really you know be sort of a launch pad for something even bigger and better now did you notice just because i do know there's folks that write books and what happens is that they have that initial energy to you know get it out and once it's done you know they do you know a couple days maybe a couple weeks of quote promotion any comments jeff on sort of the time or the speed or just the uh uh the reality of how that sort of trans that that new business and all that stuff you just shared kind of happens because I, I don't want people to think, Hey, I'm going to publish a book on Monday. And by Wednesday, I'm going to have new clients rolling in. That may happen, but what's some of your real world experience with the timeline of how these things sort of roll out for authors?
2: Well, the whole thing was, has been a learning curve and learning experience for me. Uh, So, you know, I, I, I've, finished the book, we were able to uh, work it. So it became an Amazon bestseller, which is also a really good thing that you can do. It takes some effort, but it's it's possible to, to be done and that you get to carry that uh, forward with the book. Uh, we did a book launch, which was a tremendous amount of work. I probably had like maybe 50 people there. I sold some books, but after that, it just sort of dropped down uh, and <clears throat> it was probably... Oh, four or five months that I was able to start figuring out how to use the book better and uh, not expect it to fly off the shelves and make me money. But instead, I learned how to use it as that, (coughs) excuse me, as that uh, really highly effective business card and marketing tool. Mm -hmm. So it was it's probably been, you know, a year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, And it continues to serve me today. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of an evergreen book. I've also developed a training class around it, which I'm now starting to promote. So it has uh, it has created additional opportunities for revenue streams and, and productization off of the book. But it's, uh, it's work. It's like everything else in, in business. <laughs> rarely, rarely does lightning strike. But uh, so what? You can go out and you put that thing together. It gives you uh, a sense of pride. And as long as you've written a book that you want to write, and uh, it's about what it is that you know most, it will it will serve you time and time
1: and time again. But oftentimes you won't even know exactly how, yeah. but it, it does. Yeah, it's it's very interesting you say that, Jeff, because I, I say that too. I, I you just don't know. Uh, I mean it'd be great if everyone who read your book and found it interesting sent you an email or something right or or left a review on Amazon but that's not how it works and what is interesting and I'm sure this has happened to you is either you know you you were you know you'll be somewhere and someone will say hey I read your book and found it or you know or somehow someone you know you'll hear this profound story of the appreciation of a book that you've written and you would have never known had that situation not occurred. So I agree with you 100%. You have to get the book out there. It's it's like in your case, you know, it was just calling you to get this thing done. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you just never know who's going to read it, whose life, whose business is going to be transformed. But it happens, um, even though you may not hear about it. So Anyway, I digress, but I, I do think that's a reality. Is we'd all love to hear from every reader, but it's not necessarily how it works. Yeah, you
2: know, and, and the the biggest message I would like to communicate here is just love the journey. Mm. Just love the journey, the growth that you'll go through, the the experience that that you'll have. And you know, I've had a couple of people reach out to me and say, "My gosh, your book has changed my life." And you know, like, wow, that that's great. Uh, But I never expected to win any awards. I never expected. You know, the way I saw it is I'm I'm a guy who is sitting in a room uh, in Rhode Island just writing this book that I had to write. And it it ends up getting national and international acclaim. And, you know, I'm still the same guy. I I put the wrong I put my shoes on the wrong feet every now and then. (laughs) You know, I'm just I'm just me doing this thing. And and it took me a while to step into that author, that published author mentality, Mm -hmm without feeling like the imposter syndrome. But it was really, really important that I did that to look and acknowledge and say, you have written a book. You you took the time, you took the effort, you put it out there. And that in and of itself is, is worth the journey. Mm. Just if you have a book and you let it out and who cares if it's not perfect, nothing is. But if you love it, it's worth doing it. And who knows, if you decide to write another one, It'll get a little bit better, but there is no downside to it as long as you don't have unrealistic expectations.
1: Right, right, yep. So, Jeff, I'm intrigued with any insight or inspiration you can share. You said this was a a multi-year journey to get the book done. You know, there's a lot of folks probably listening to this that are you know in that that space where. Either they want to do a book, they haven't done it, or maybe they've started and sort of lost traction. Mm. Any word of encouragement for that person who has not gotten that book done, that first book done?
2: If you're super stuck, invest in a book, Coach. I I didn't have one through the whole time, but what I did was three times I, uh, I reached out to one uh, and... Uh, Lisa Tenner is her name. She's nationally recognized, et cetera. And I just I spent some money and spent some time, and she'd give me a direction, and then I would go and work on it for quite a while, and then I I'd double back. So a book coach helps because you know you need the form structure and et cetera. And expect to be disappointed, expect to hate it at certain times, expect to think that, you know, who are you? You know, who am I to ever think I could write a book, et cetera? But if it's in you, just keep going. I mean, mine literally took 12 years and the book I started writing, I realized I'm eventually going to write that, but it's an odd story. I started writing that, realized it wasn't about that. It was about something else. And then I realized, no, it wasn't about that. So the, th- the third book I tried to write is the first book I published. <laughs> and the second book is still sitting there as I get time. I'm going to write uh-huh, that. And uh-huh. the first book I started to write is the third book that I'll write. it's such a bizarre journey. So just trust it, follow it, be kind with yourself and, and, and don't make it a pass or fail. Don't make it a gotta do, make it a get to do. Hmm. And if it turns into a gotta do, it's not, you're not going to write what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Keep keep it as a gift you're trying, you're going to give yourself.
1: Well, Jeff, as we get ready to wrap up here, uh, just one last question. And then I'll ask you to share some of your information and how folks can connect with you. But, What would be one thing you would like to leave listeners with, whether it's, you know, about writing a book or about conscious leadership? What's something from our conversation today you want to leave listeners with?
2: Follow your passion, trust your gut, and love yourself through the entire process, no matter what. There is no way you can do it wrong, even if you choose not to do it even if you choose not to do it.
1: And Jeff, how can folks get your book? How can they learn more about you? Well,
2: I am on Amazon. Uh, and the the name, the, the title of the book's a little bit long. So if you just Google, uh, go into Amazon and do a search for Jeffrey Deckman, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, D as in David, E-C-K-M-A-N, uh, the book Developing the Conscious Leadership Mindset for the 21st Century will pop up. And you can go to my website, which is jeffreydeckman.com, or you can email me at jeffrey at jeffreydeckman.com. So uh, just remember my name and you can you can find everything that I've got. I also have a YouTube channel. You can Google me in that. There's a lot of snippets both from the book and outside of the book that talks about what conscious leadership is. And it's actually an international movement that is taking place that I'm involved with a couple of international groups that are looking to promote a new, more socially conscious uh, leadership methodology that still works in the real world. So uh, we're, we're in a period of great change and leadership's starting to catch up to that change.
1: Well, thank you, Jeffrey. I really do appreciate your time today. Congratulations on the success of this first book. We'll look forward to your your other two and maybe more. And uh, just thank you. And we'll make sure we'll include all your information in our show notes too, Jeff, so they'll, they'll be able to get access to your book and you.
2: Well, thank you, Mike. It's been a pleasure talking with you.
0: You've just listened to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author podcast. If you've been on the fence about writing your own book, there's no better time than now to become a Main Street author. To learn more, visit MainStreetAuthor.com. That's MainStreetAuthor.com. And while you're there, schedule a complimentary strategy session with Mike to discuss your book ideas. See you next time, and remember, you can do this.